I'm a true Virgo too. Yeah, I don't. And you know, so this whole time you've been analyzing my ass. Did you? (laughs) (laughs) Listen, it's natural. It's natural. Literally, my job. I know. Like Like, it's like us, like me staring at an open ceiling. Like I'm just gonna do it mm -hmm. for as ever long I need to. Mm -hmm. Got it. I mean to go therapy on you. It's all right. Tell me about myself. No, I'm not. It's just natural. No, I'm saying you should. No, I'm saying I'm that friend. If I feel, I'm just going to be like, girl, let me just tell you real quick. Yeah, because that helps me, like, grow. (laughs) So tell me about myself. I can't see me from the outside. So I took a trip to Atlanta with this week's guest to support her in her business, Yin Studio. I loved every minute of it. We laughed, we ate ramen, and most of all, we kept it real. Her name is Terry Watson, but I call her Boss Lady, and you'll see why. As always, like, rate, comment, subscribe, and share this podcast. And without further ado, Boss Lady Terry. The one, the only, <laughs> Boss Lady Terry. Hello. What's going on? I am so excited to be here. Like, <laughs> I am the number one supporter. Like, I am always at my desk looking at IG stories like, yes, ma'am. <laughs> so, I'm very happy to be here. Yes, Terry. I'm happy to have you. Mm-hmm. We are here in Atlanta supporting you. Yes, you are. Thank you so much for the support. Girl. It's been, like, actually a really, really big help a big blessing so thank you so much girl i'm here for you here to serve (laughs) so let's tell the people how we met do you want to go uh yeah well um kiera is married to one of my dearest friends uh dante we met at famu we went to school together and like right off the back like that was my brother so I met Kiara through Dante. Like years later, though, for real, for real. Yeah, the, well, the first time I met you was at your wedding. That was our first time, like, actually seeing each other? Yeah, in person. Really? I never met you when you came to Florida Man, uh, or fam or anything like that. So, wow. yeah, that was my first time meeting you. Girl, Didn't so feel like it, of course. That's what I'm saying, yeah. yeah. Well, you just brought to my attention yesterday that when y'all like first met, I guess you would be saying like, "Hey to Dante," or tell Kira I said, "Hey." <laughs> yeah, like I would always, cause I, you know, I, I, I listen. When you have a guy <laughs> as one like um, a best friend or something, you have to respect the person that he's with. And as females, you know, sometimes you be like, "Who is that?" <laughs> and I didn't want her to think like I was somebody trying to get at Dante, you know, because right. that's my straight brother. Like that's just straight yeah, brother. Child. And so don't I nobody want him but me. Child. Nobody but her, <laughs> and it's just the perfect <laughs> match right there. So you know, when he when I would be around, and you know, he got to answer the phone. <laughs> like you know, he would. I would always <laughs> he'd be like, "Hold on, it's Kiara." I'm like, "Okay, you know, we're nothing. We're always like in studio or something, mm-hmm. but." You know, I was like, oh, tell Kira, I say, hey, you know, because we're in the studio late night, you know what I mean? Right. And so I'm like, tell Kira, I say, hey. And he'll be like, oh, 
All right, Terry said, hey, and I'm close enough to hear you talk. And she would never say hey back. And I would just, and he would be like, oh, she said hey. And I'd be like, no, she didn't. <laughs> but I would always laugh about it and just like, I'm going to just keep speaking because she going to know I don't want your man. Like, you know. Right. Um, so I kind of forced my relationship with her and it just kind of worked out. I'm here for yes. it. I'm here for it. I'm like. Terry is super cool. She did the wedding invitations. It would literally take zero dollars from us. Like, she's just, she's super smart, super talented, super like everything, super Virgo, super Houston hotties, super what else? What else? Like, go ahead. You know what (laughs) you are. No, I'm no, 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 I'm not claiming that. She's like, I mean, I'm a Houston hottie for sure, but. She's like, hold on, let me just say, like, did you say this? Did yeah, you let me no, let me no, put my no, checklist? No. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all, should, listen, this is gonna be a journey right here. <laughs> but for real, I have really like grown to love you and in the, the short time that like yeah. we've actually been able to like interact with each other without Dante. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this girl is like. vice versa vice versa like always here gonna always be here you know i'm just (sighs) i love both of y'all i love you just as much as i love dante sorry dante i know you know know, i've known you a little longer but that don't matter you know i love kiara just as much as i love you so girl they come for dante but they stay for me absolutely that's perfect (laughs) like that's exactly how i know Mm -hmm. it's me i'm just i'm just super lit (laughs) you're just the perfect (laughs) companion you know like the perfect person I feel like a, a golden retriever, just the best <laughs> companion. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all like, see, yeah, we're we're in, we've been in sync the since uh for the past two days, so it has been a journey. Yes. <laughs> So Terry, yes, I'm not gonna do icebreakers with you because I feel like we've already like did it. Okay, yeah, we did. So like, what's up? Why are you mm-hmm. here? I am currently here in Atlanta. I've participated in the Fearless Founders Ooh. Marketplace um, uh, by Arian Simone. We I participated as a vendor, uh, displaying my architecture company as well as some of the things that I do, um, and just try to let people in about architecture like i said people always think it's such a illustrious thing it's so big but you know it's not i mean it is but it shouldn't be at all times i mean everybody deserves a nice space to be in um and i'm just really big on yeah kind of introducing our culture as far as african-american community and uh communities of color um to kind of keep their homes and the yeah. places that they grew up in um i mean we look at a lot of these things as if they're worthless but you know if they're worthless our areas wouldn't get gentrified okay. so Period. yeah just trying to like introduce a different side of architecture to you know everyday people yes. so i participated in a uh, entrepreneurship marketplace to do that and killed it because your whole presentation was better than everyone else's. Yeah, you know, I, I'll accept that. <laughs> <laughs> i definitely accept that. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah I, 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 I like the turnout. But everyone there was very um, nice. It was a good environment. Mm-hmm. It was a learning experience. And it was just like positive energy filled the room. So it was great. Yes. 
Mm-hmm. And you did amazing. Thank you so much. I couldn't have done it without Kara, y'all. You don't even I know. I don't know how true that is. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> ciao. Anyway, so I think the whole thing that you do, like, your name on Instagram is hood underscore hood architect, mm-hmm. right? And so basically you're like... The every, neighborhood architect. You're the neighborhood <laughs> architect, but architect doesn't look like you. When people think about mm-hmm. architecture, they think about like, middle-aged white man yeah. walking around with a hard head, taking some pictures maybe. I don't know. Yeah, that's what I see every day. Exactly. Yeah. So you being like this, you know, hashtag Houston hottie <laughs> with the hair and the lashes, it's like, wait, hold on. <laughs> like, what? You said architecture? Like, mm-hmm. what's going on here? So mm-hmm. I think what you're doing is amazing. Thank you. It's not easy because yeah. there's math involved and, you know what I'm saying, like... Somebody like me, I'm saying like I don't even well, know that, if we're like, that. Honestly, I can't say that's a common misconception. Mm. Um, I mean, yeah, you do need to know how to, you know, figure certain things out. Um, you do have to go into situations where you're figuring out site, um, you know, design and maybe you know elevations and learning how to convert and stuff like that. But mm. overall, we're in the computer. <laughs> You know, so a lot of our calculations are, can be easily done. Um, we work in 3D programs and we are uh, we work with consultants, our structural engineers, and we put that liability on them. So <laughs> they're, they're the ones they have the license in that. So you do have to, you know, of course, you need to know your practicalities of what to um, propose, what to design. But it's not. Girl, it's math, period. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> like, I suck at math, so I'm telling you. <laughs> No, like, like real quick, can we just make sure, like, one plus one still equal two? Because yeah. how things happen, like, match. change. <laughs> Listen, that is actually a really good point, because my life things one and one does not equal two. It equals a hundred. <laughs> like, it's just go from zero to a hundred. So, <laughs> like. So, how do you get, because architecture is, you know, a huge part of your life, I know it's not all of your life. So, how did you number one get to this place to be such a phenomenal woman and also <laughs> y'all she loves it y'all but <laughs> like what are some of the struggles that you had to go through to get to this place hmm. oh you won't like <laughs> how much of it you want <laughs> Girl, give me give me no what you got. Uh, i'm just I, i'll start like where i feel like i could feel myself start to grow and mm. become um, a woman and that was that transition through college mm-hmm. I think that um, I went to college at 17 I moved away from home at 17 I'm originally from like here I said Houston however I went to uh, Florida Agriculture and Mechanical University in Tallahassee Florida oh my God. and <laughs> you listen and um, it's a proper way to introduce yourself okay <laughs> greetings I am okay <laughs> so um, all but the rattlers all likes. the rattlers hey. <laughs> whatever y'all do I don't know <laughs> but um no so I, I think you know when I'm me moving at 17 and and then jumping into this um the architecture program that was a very different experience for me I'm the youngest and the first to go to school mm. so it's just also an out-of-state student mm. and baroque yes. so um it was a very very big struggle even down to the last year that I was at FAM, I mean, a girl ain't had no lights. Like, 
but I didn't need them because I never was home. Like, <laughs> you know, that was a good thing about it. Like, I was always in an architecture building. I, I didn't need anything. Like, when I went home, I was going to sleep anyway, so I didn't need no lights. Uh-oh. And, I mean, but those are my challenges throughout school. Like, mm-hmm. it was not easy for me, like, at all. <laughs> at all. It wasn't easy. Like, so I think mm-hmm. during that time I I realized like there wasn't going to be anything given to me so I had to like just start to figure things out Mm -hmm. by that like I want to say that second year of school I'm like excuse me but if this like I was banging in the the, uh, administration building like I need some money like y'all need to give me some money you know I'm like I got a three point you know four or five gpa like there's no reason why i ain't eating on a daily basis like yeah. y'all need to pay for my classes i need some money so i started getting uh the family foundation like scholarships and things like that like one year i was one of the largest recipients and it still wasn't enough money like to wow. co- it wasn't even enough to cover it was only enough to cover one semester so wow. and i um, thought famu was like cheaper i thought they out of like, state i'm out oh, of state fees oh, so okay. uh one person's like their whole tuition was like one class for me and that's crazy yeah so it was a and i mean i love my uh i love fam Mm -hmm. but they don't have a very cooperative uh requirements for out-of-state students Mm. like you have to live there for like at least a year not being in school you have to be over 21 like it was like a it was a a very extensive list Mm. so it wasn't practical so i'm like i need some money so I started to transition and just like learn how to speak up, learn mm-hmm. how to grow up, mm-hmm. uh, ask for the things that you want, things that you need. And mm-hmm. I started to make it work. Um, and then that kind of just transpired into my professional like side of things. Mm-hmm. And like you said, that doesn't look like me. And I did know that I was at HBCU. So some of the resources in my architecture program was not um like those of pwis mm-hmm. who have the actual funds to you know get these things for their students mm-hmm. so you know i just had to go about a different way even getting jobs and wow. like things like that i did it was it was just like more of a hustle mm-hmm. um so i had to start transitioning to that side i stopped working anything that wasn't dealing with architecture like i had to mm-hmm just kind of transition myself to start preparing myself for what I wanted to do. Yeah. And I just started doing that. I started working for AIA uh, Florida, which is like an um, organization for licensed architects or mm-hmm. whatever, but I worked for their state office. That, yeah. yeah, so um, I did that. That was my first job outside of like starting to get into my profession. And then from there, <laughs> From there, I just started to, to, like, email every firm in the city that I was in, like, literally write the principal, not, like, no info. I went, (laughs) I didn't send nothing to an info at. It was a person. And that's how I started getting all my jobs and things like that. So I just had to go after things, and that's, like, just coming from, you know, the hustle side of how I had to go about things in college. So I want to say college is when I, you know... started to get things together and realize what I needed to do and that's why I call you the boss (laughs) lady okay because it takes a certain amount of strength when you already struggling to be like hey no it don't just take you tired of being struggling (laughs) 
<laughs> right like what right, yeah. <laughs> you gotta be sick and tired of doing the same thing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that takes a lot of courage you said something that I, I really liked you say you were a first generation college student mm-hmm. which means that you were out here breaking generational curses mm-hmm. so what was that struggle like or what was it doesn't have to be a struggle but just what was that like to be one of the first in your family to do something i know there's a lot of pressure with that Maybe I, a lot honestly of- i didn't feel anything at the time i mean i think that it's weird to say that but because i had so much to learn mm-hmm. i couldn't even think about how it was mm-hmm. affecting mm-hmm. anyone else at that time i just knew that i was struggling yeah. <laughs> so i didn't even see the impact it wasn't until i want to say it you know it wasn't until I was about to graduate fam and my niece she was like oh I want to do architecture Mm. of course she doesn't think that now but (laughs) at the time she was a lot younger she's in high school now but at the time she was a lot younger and she was like oh I want to do architecture and then I know she started looking into schools and something that so that's when I started to realize like okay so she's watching me so it wasn't more so like you said it was literally about the generational not Mm -hmm. about the past generations Mm -hmm. but more about the next generation Mm -hmm. because like just I, like just respectfully no one in the past generation could teach me anything mm-hmm. I, like not saying no one but yeah. on a just a general scale I, the path that I took you know like there was no one to give me any um I don't even want to say solid advice I want to choose my words correctly because I had all of the support yeah. that they could provide at that time maybe like guidance yeah the guidance mm-hmm. was you know no appropriate guidance could yeah. be given to me at the time so I just had to like go through it so yeah. it was more for the future mm-hmm. versus how the past could view me at that time I like that because even though you might have not realized it that is a lot of responsibility being mm-hmm. the first in your family to do anything they you become the spokesperson for whatever yes. that is for everything yeah it's like <laughs> terry no she went you and know it's so. like nah <laughs> gee <laughs> like <laughs> yes i i know exactly what that's like even though i'm not the first in my like immediate family in my family i'm one of the few mm-hmm. that have actually like pursued any sort of like higher education and so now it's like here i know how to write the paper like hold on they're like right like i draw for a living <laughs> i ain't write i don't write words like <laughs> like right, you yeah know what I'm i don't even like doing this for real but yeah. so yeah that that speaks to a lot of who you are though that means you're strong because mm-hmm. you didn't have a lot of examples in that area so you are creating the examples for your future generations of cousins and nieces mm-hmm. whatever so that's powerful yeah so if anything mm-hmm. i know you proud girl but you should be super proud of that because it means something not just for you yeah. even though like you make it work right now you should be like living in what this means for you but just imagine three four generations down when they talk about all the stuff my auntie terry built yeah. this building you know what i'm saying or whatever so girl you own something yeah I, i'll accept that i'll accept those it doesn't it i definitely like i said you know you, when you going and running through your daily life you don't think about none of that mm-hmm. like people tell you and it's it's great reminders because we move so fast as humans so that's yeah. why it is good to give you know, um, hear those things and give them out to the people that you see doing them as mm-hmm. well because daily lives, people don't remind themselves that. So that's yeah. I, I accept that. Thank you. Wow. <laughs> You're accepting something for me? Girl, right? Because, oh listen. My God. Can we pause? Because, like, I'm going to have to frame this this moment. 
<laughs> Y'all, she is so dramatic. Like <laughs> she's a she is a mirror of me on how I act and then when I act. Y'all, Terry will let me give her a napkin at this point. Okay? I'll be like, no, don't just sit down, <laughs> kick your feet up. She's been a, listen, y'all don't understand. She saved my life this weekend, so I really didn't do anything, yeah. y'all. Anyway. Right. What else, Terry? This is your podcast. What's going on? No, I'm just a guest. Ma'am, you are controlling this. Like, y'all, y'all know how Vir- you know what? Like, like, let's just talk about Virgos, okay? Because you really do. <laughs> If you don't yep. talk about what you can't, we're gonna talk about like what did I? Co- I don't know. Like you tell me, <laughs> what is it? What? Um, oh, <laughs> ask me a question, dang uh, y'all. Terry had all the answers. Okay, to questions. We, no, there were no <laughs> questions being asked. Oh, you was just talking. Oh, um, people get on this microphone. Not a thing. They being interviewed this microphone by, is by like Walters. You know, like it's me. Yeah, it is. Um, Let's go. I mean, let me see. I just listen. I'm just a girl out here trying to make it. Okay, <laughs> but I, I, um, I can definitely just speak on um, just to girls out there who like maybe don't believe in themselves and stuff like that like I do I've had a rough life Mm -hmm. I think people when they look at me they don't understand that I was raised by my father um named after my father um but a lot of I think and I get I realize this the older that I get because Mm -hmm. I was raised by a man I have those more dominant traits about Mm -hmm. myself (laughs) um so I do have to remind myself to soften up sometime but you know so a lot of people say that about me so I just like to say that for other girls too like just be very um aggressive about what you want in life I think a lot of times we tend to try not to be the angry black girl Mm -hmm. and stuff like that but I can say what I want to say with a smile and still be firm so (laughs) I just just like I I'm very big on women empowerment I'm very big on positive energy Mm -hmm. I'm very big on just like making sure you just tell everybody how you appreciate them and mm-hmm. stuff like that so i just just be a walking array of positive energy through your everyday life give off positive energy you're gonna receive that positive energy um that's just what i'm about i mean <laughs> i don't know like <laughs> i really don't know <laughs> okay so speaking on things like that being raised by your dad that's something that would be more uncommon for a lot of people in the black community because a lot of times their story is like i don't know who my dad is or Mm -hmm. my dad was down the street he never came Mm -hmm. you know to see us so what do you think was the biggest difference between being raised by your father and maybe some of the friends that you have that did have their moms yeah it was positive and negative and i do want to clarify um i have a mother Mm -hmm. (laughs) like um, i mean and and I I don't like to call her my stepmother, but I do have a stepmother just to clarify. Mm. And she did take a huge part in raising me as well. So when I do say that I'm raised by my father, it's not to ignore her presence in my life because she actually um, was a big part of who I am today. Mm. But just in a general sense of, like you said, I literally was raised by my father, though. Like, that's just acknowledging that I, my real mother was not in the household with me and I wasn't in the household with her and visiting, visiting my dad, mm. you know. So, um, but... 
it was positive and negative of me going to like friends' houses and seeing their mothers. Like, even though I had my dad, I'm not a guy being, I'm not a mm-hmm. boy being raised by a man. I'm yeah. a girl being raised by one. So there were times where I'm like, mm, but I need a mama though. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, right. like I need a real mama though. Like mm-hmm. the one actually, you know, birthed me. Um, but then at the same time, there were situations where I saw that they didn't have a dad and I can see. Mm-hmm you know little things or whatever and i'm like thank god for my daddy so it like he just made me very aware of how to approach life he's um he's just yeah i I think that was the biggest thing he he was very stern on me of making sure i had everything planned out like don't go to terry without a plan don't ask for nothing without the details (laughs) so that's why i'm very detail oriented today and try to plan stuff out but that's because of him so i i just think it helped me he knew raising me that I didn't have a mother, so he mm-hmm. made sure that I was prepared. Put it that way. Wow. He just made sure that he did my hair. Made sure what? my hair. Was, your dad was oh, hair? my daddy was like on point. My styles was <laughs> never the same the next day. Like Terry, <laughs> and I got a lot of hair. Mm-hmm. Terry kept my and don't touch my hair. Like he, if you, if he asks you to babysit, don't touch my hair. Even if I spend a night, don't touch my hair. He gonna wow. tell you, don't touch my daughter's hair. So. Yeah, like he was very hands on with wow, me. He was not cool. like a lazy daddy or anything like that. Like, nah. Like, my dad was also. I don't know if y'all remember, like back in the day, where you would look at the um, daycares and you would see like the spray painted. Um, I don't know if y'all had that in y'all city in Houston. We did though. It was like the the storefront of the daycare and uh-huh. have like the characters and stuff on it. Oh, yeah. My daddy used to do that in Houston. Wow. So like all he would have literally we have Polaroids of like the little stores that he I mean the daycares that he would do around the city. And so when we come home, like I always had a backdrop. Oh, like behind wow. my that's my bed cool. so i had like every month two months like that's changing like one week is barney next month is like little mermaid wow. i got photos of it like it was really dope so he was like made sure i was just comfortable not yeah. feeling like an empty piece in my mm-hmm. household like he was just he was everything so wow. i didn't it was like i said it was positive and negative like just growing up as a girl but the positive outweighed the bad so it was just like it was it was just normal wow that's pretty cool yeah i like that because i've even told you like about my situation Mm -hmm. like when my mom was married to my stepdad and that relationship like the relationship that i had with him was like not the best and i think that i've always like in my mind i I have this fairy tale idea of what i think a family should be and sometimes i would be in conflict with myself because i would have made this up in my mind like we're supposed to be like this Mm -hmm. and so i would try to like you know act like that Mm -hmm. and it's like girl like what you doing (laughs) this is real life yeah it is real life and you know blended families are very difficult i mean we were all young i have um uh, two uh, brothers and a sister that was raised in the household with me mm. and you know I was the I'm the youngest so you know uh, one of them was in middle school when we blended our family the other uh, was in uh, elementary and then me and my sister of mm. course were in elementary so we're age it was all types of ages so imagine you know being in middle school and then joining a blended family we all have yeah. our perspectives mm-hmm. of how that household went but all in all like we're all family like yeah. you know so blended families are tough but you know if y'all y'all i mean y'all blended so just be family like yeah. <laughs> but it was it was you know tough everybody had their own struggles of 
you know, where they came from and then, you know, coming into our families and moving in, you know, into our house. So there were a lot of things, but it all worked out. Yeah. Yeah. What would you say to yourself as a kid, like during that time? Because even though me and my mom's relationship has fluctuated over the years and now we're in a really good place, but what would you tell yourself as a child, as you're thinking about those things, like I don't have a mom or I do have a mom, but she's not present. What do you think you would have told yourself to encourage yourself at that time? Oof. Um, that your daddy got you. Like, um, and that you can't, I mean, it's hard to tell a child this, you know, cause life experiences teaches you things, but you can't be so caught up on what you don't have. Mm. Um, because like you said, there is no black and white Mm. every, if everything was the same, it would be like boring as fuck. So excuse my language, but it would be boring. So I just, I wish back then I was a very sensitive child too. Mm -hmm. Like I cried about anything, which is like so embarrassing, but what what? I know I was a crybaby. Girl, I'm a crybaby right now. Yeah, but no, like (laughs) no. To this day. (laughs) (laughs) But no, like I was, I, I was, I was very sensitive and I wish I wasn't so sensitive because, you know, it, it did create a certain type of characteristic around myself that I did carry on to mm-hmm. a certain point. Mm-hmm. So, but I would just definitely tell myself, like, just l- learn from your experience. Like, look, go through your life as if you got everything you need. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Life would be a lot lighter like and you'll grow up a lot happier. Um, so that's probably what I would tell myself. But yeah. I think about that all the time, too, like right now if my seven-year-old self was looking at me would she be proud of me mm. you know what i mean like i think about that all the time when, when i make decisions and stuff like that so it's funny you asked wow. me that yeah grabby knowing yeah i know you do right <laughs> i think that if i was young looking at myself my mom got married again when i was not well not again but got married when i was nine and I hated that because I was like, we're already a family. We don't need anybody mm. else. Like, we're already, like, it's us three. Like, do we really need a fourth person, you know? But I think that I would tell myself then to, like you said, I like what you said about focusing, but also, girl, it's okay. Mm-hmm. And that was so huge for me because no one ever made that, like, a thing. Right. It was always, like, do this do right. that no really rhyme or reason just like this is what you about to do mm-hmm. but if someone would have just said like Relax. just chill you yeah. know like you don't have to worry about everything right now like yeah, just but you know what like i got to tell people all the time like the generations before us it was just so different back then yeah. like things are so different and now we literally not in a bad way but mm-hmm. we look at passion generations be like yeah not doing that (laughs) like not allowing that to pass to the next generation that's unhealthy like you know like we we're able to um break things down and really analyze our our characteristics and the things that our generations do and just the things our families do and you know so back then there wasn't a lot of they didn't have the resources Mm -hmm. that we have to kind of really understand you know some of the things to prepare you mm. as a child because they were still mentally still doing things that they needed to figure out so and some of them were young too yeah like yeah. now that we're older like i mean 
I'm young. I'm 21. But Ciao. I know I'm not. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, like I look back and I'm like, dang, look what my mom had me at 24. Girl, there's no way. Like and Listen, like there, you know what I mean. And so yeah. when we look at that, and it's like y'all were just kids raising us. Like Literally. so, I, it does help me look at things a little lighter. Like they was just doing their best. But mm-hmm. with that being said, I'm gonna teach you how we can do a little better. <laughs> right. Yeah. So we don't want to keep you we know don't, repeating right. the same cycle. So it's maybe hard for them to sometimes yeah. guide us when they're still guiding themselves and then the generation mm-hmm. that guided them yeah girl they was <laughs> raised in like the 40s exactly. and stuff like so you know, you know times changed where yeah. you know so but i definitely understand that i like that i didn't know that you speak to your seven-year-old self a lot mm-hmm. of times so mm-hmm. what are some other things that you've told her you know there's a thing for this right it's called the inner child is it called mm. the inner child theory? Oh Lord, she's about to get into it with <laughs> no, me. No, <laughs> I'm not. I'm just saying. That's no, the thing. I know, I know, I know. I think about that because yeah. I, 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 that is something I think about all the time. Like especially when, you know, when maybe when you go through something and you know that prior when you were going through it or mm. in it, you were like, this probably shit ain't right. But mm. when you get out of it and you're very disappointed in yourself, and then you be like. You just like had a little girl looking at you, and it's mm-hmm. like, dang, my bad girl. Like I didn't mean to, you know. So I do. I that re- I really do think about that. That's a real thing. There's actually like therapy for that. Really? So, people, so I need therapy. No, no, no. <laughs> saying like that's it's a therapy method. Oh, so okay, like okay. some therapists will use the inner child theory mm. to like help people cope through yeah, childhood really will, trauma. It things like I, that. Maybe that's why because I had a lot of childhood trauma. Yeah. So that. It, that <laughs> actually makes sense like i had a yes. lot of childhood trauma actually yeah. so that's hmm mm-hmm. wow Girl, so yeah. i'm pretty smart basically like because i'm doing things uh, that y'all, y'all get paid this, to do y'all this, y'all <laughs> this right now. like i'm literally just trying to drop a little knowledge like i can't even do <laughs> I that just took all that credit <laughs> <laughs> but it's real because a lot of t- like for me i really enjoyed the when i learned about the inner child theory like they had us read a paper like to ourselves and it seems kind of weird at first but when you really start and sit and think like my emotional growth stopped mm. at whatever age for me I think it it stopped at like 12 wow. I stopped knowing how to communicate my feelings mm. so like as an adult not not so much present day but like during my growing years like 20 21 whatever um I, when something would happen to me, I would react like a 12-year-old as far mm-hmm. as, like, crying and, like, not knowing how to process, like, okay, step one, two, three, four, whatever. But, like, immediately it's closed in. It's, you know, cr- it's tears. It's dramatic. It's why is this happening to me instead of being able to really analyze the situation. And that's because when I was 12, my grandma died, and it became, like, that was, like, my source of strength Mm -hmm. in a sense and so like I was able to communicate with someone even I could talk to my mom whatever but it wasn't the same and because I didn't understand why at at 12 right right you know it's I shut down and so it took me like people would tell me as I was like I can remember being 24 and like one of my supervisors saying she was she was like my mentor and she was like you know you don't have to cry every time something (laughs) happens to you like you know that right and i was like you know what like you're right like i don't like everything is not that big of a deal but it was like i didn't know because 
that's what I I never learned. Basically, yeah, it's funny you say that because I actually never thought about like when I stopped growing emotionally. Mm. You know what I mean? Like when did I become? I say all the time like there are certain points in my life where I became numb. Mm-hmm. So I definitely understand. Like I can actually think of times like chapters where I like went numb and then came back and started to grow again mm. emotionally and then maybe have stopped. And yeah. so it's actually really I've never thought of it. Mm. You know, but it's very present in almost everybody's life. Like where yeah. they get to a point to where they just stop growing emotionally. Mm-hmm. And is it because you get so overwhelmed or could it be like different reasons? Whatever it is for you. Like for me, it was because I was never able to communicate the sadness that I felt. I, that was my first time ever dealing with grief. Mm. And so I didn't know what that meant. It was so final to me. And all I knew how to do was cry. But it was like there was no... There, it was just like everybody was sad so it's mm. just like well you know like you're sad and then you're not you know yeah. but for me that's when I stopped because I stopped knowing how I was supposed to be mm-hmm. so it's like I'm just gonna be 12 and so when I go back and deal with that then I'm like okay like I have to console that 12 year old care like mm-hmm. it's okay you did lose someone mm-hmm. and that's okay but you don't have to live your entire life with that burden of who you lost right and i didn't know that yeah 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 that's good dang (laughs) like that literally like just has me thinking of chapters like jesus i literally may have stopped growing for yeah but you can come back though yeah but you know it's literally it was just like just an emotional pause it wasn't Mm. i'm the type of person where i can block out everything that's happening in my life but my shit gonna get done that's trauma girl that's a trauma mindset yeah yeah Yeah, like i'm just gonna block all that out like why do you think people who've gotten like raped in the past like if who've been like repeatedly raped they black out Mm. or they like you know zone out and do something else Mm. you're it's like your child your inner child is hiding themselves or like it's protecting you in a sense mm. so that's what you think you're doing like we're not gonna think about this we're just gonna keep yeah going. That, so yeah mm. so i guess the entire time i was at fam i did not grow emotionally i can say that yeah i mm. did not grow at all emotionally when i was in college well undergrad you mm. had to get through it mm-hmm. but now since you're in a better place mm-hmm. you can work on that yeah i i have i, yeah. I think uh i'm i'm working mm-hmm. on that yeah, yeah so girl go ahead terry no, no, no. go ahead <laughs> us <laughs> okay i do not i'm not a one man uh squad <laughs> like real deal like i since the day i moved here like i moved with no like there's not one i don't have nobody in the state of florida you know what i mean That's like crazy. there's i don't have any family i've literally been away from my family for 11 years so um, my support to the system and just how I get through are my friends, like, for real. Like, there is no way, girl, there is no way that I'll be where I am without my friends. So, wow. yeah, that's shout out to them, all of them, that's all of them. So, that's good. That mm-hmm. is so good because I feel like I've always been the strong friend and now God is is allowing me to sit back on that mm-hmm. because I don't always have to be strong, mm-hmm. but I do feel the need to. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's control because I got a little control thing too, girl. <laughs> yes, but, you do. Oh, <laughs> uh, ma'am. <laughs> ma'am, if I have a control that you have the I control. I do. I do. It's the, I'm blaming mine on the Virgo, though. What's your, what's your excuse? 
Girl, lie. 12 year old. Girl, 12 year old Kira is lit. Okay, she's <laughs> like, listen, we're going to get this. Anyway. <laughs> that's don't bring her out on me please that's probably like 16 year old Kira that was just like through she was like i've had enough so like what's up Mm -hmm. but i think that um i I was friends friends oh yeah Mm -hmm. so in this season i'm taking a step back yeah and i'm allowing god to play chess for me Mm -hmm. and now i'm seeing okay this isn't what I thought it was it doesn't mean that it's bad mm-hmm. but it means it's just not what i needed and so now i see the pieces moving okay this is this is where i am this is what's going on this is who's here and i'm building my sisterhood yeah and i like yeah sisterhood I is very it. important like mm-hmm. y'all very very important i am telling y'all i would not be where i am without my sisterhood and like it's like excuse my language Go fuck ahead. a best friend thing like my, my all my best friends are my sisters yes. like that's my sisterhood that is my circle like everybody's very supportive like and i even when you speak about the strong friend like i am the strong friend but i've always been the strong person but as soon as my sisterhood started to come around it was like nah like mm-hmm. they strong like you know what i mean like there's so many more people. I'm I'm pretty sure you guys have met Sierra already. Like there's yes. so many good people around me that are like I'd be like the little person in the corner like <laughs> like okay, so what do I do? Like yeah. I, I I is there and I'm very big on not lo- allowing people in to know every move you make, mm-hmm. but I'm also like, nah, I can't make a move without them though. Yeah. Like I yeah. need I need this is certain people yeah. that you just have to have that confirmation with and my sisterhood is that. So like they know stuff that I'm going to do 6 months from now before my blood or anybody else do so and i have a lot of a lot of good people in my circle so yeah your sisterhood is very important like that i cannot express that enough like like literally (laughs) like i wouldn't be able to do mm -mm. there's no way like so i i encourage every female to just it's just it's so easy like mm-hmm. it's so easy whatever you put out you're gonna get back so just yes. that's gonna build your circle like you said having god kind of play that chess not mm. checkers game with it, it, when god played chess and not checkers with you and when he girl listen girl go ahead i'm about to say don't have me stop girl because what i'm just saying say like it, like you have to let him do it because he gonna put everybody in place mm-hmm. like literally i just told you today like mm-hmm. if i wouldn't have met dante today wouldn't have even been oh, yeah. smooth you mm-hmm. know what i mean like he played checkers i mean chess mm-hmm. back in 2000 2010 when i met dante for today mm-hmm. so it's just Ooh, like you I like, that. like you just gotta like let stuff happen but it's not going to happen if your heart is not pure. You know what I mean? So like Mm, all mm. with my sisterhoods, it works because my heart is pure and so are theirs. You know what I mean? So it's like, there's literally not not an ounce of hate involved in that hood that we developed. Okay. (laughs) Like there's just no, there is no way. So it's just very important, you know, to practice good, characteristics with yourself and even with strangers around you to give it naturally start to build that you know characteristics for yourself like Mm -hmm. it's just then you'll be a positive array of energy 
you know, and then it's going to go cross over to your friends, too. And then you'll start to see, like, like you said, is this still the group I'm with? Everybody that you knew, you everybody knows. Some people in for seasons, mm-hmm. some people for reasons, some people like it's you got to start. But you're not going to figure out who's in and who's out until you figure out what's in you, Period. what you got to put out, yes. all that. So it's just more of a working on yourself then that all falls into place and once I started to work on myself a lot of things just started to fall in place everybody who came in everybody who went out (laughs) okay everything (laughs) like and it it is perfect to this day okay it's perfect so and it's crazy because once you when you know Yo, you and your sisterhood, and y'all starting to talk business, and y'all starting to talk this is y'all conversation shifts. Mm-hmm. Y'all ain't talking about, I'm sorry, what's on TV and all Ugh, that and stuff. Like, right. yeah, there's none of that. We talking about other stuff around here. Once you start doing that, you know you in the right, you yes. on the right path. I've already inducted Sierra into my sisterhood. I don't care. I know it's your best friend. Well, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm making back cheese mm-hmm. next year. Yeah, well, and like also I Terry, said, you're in my sister too. Yeah, yeah. No, we're a sisterhood, but I'm just letting <laughs> you know. Like, listen, I will fight for Sierra. So I don't want this, her. I, you just said you did on I just, record. Just I on just, record. I just want. I just want her to be a part of my sisterhood. No, no. Listen, she I will agreed. share. I listen. That's that's a, and that's another. I'm gonna call myself out because it's a common misconception thinking that it's not enough to spread around. It's enough for everybody so especially like listen i will share the worthy with sierra (laughs) i can't give her away to the people that ain't worthy but yeah so i'll let you you know i definitely encourage you (laughs) to you know get to know her even just more on a you know you know on a personal level like I, i love her so but yeah i think it's really important just to have those people around you and and you know, it helps you grow. It helps them grow. You know, yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Yes, Terry, Miss Boss Lady. <laughs> I just love you to pieces. I, love I don't you even to know like how this even. I don't. I don't care. Yeah, like, it's just. Yeah. It's, it actually God. happened as soon as we like got to the airport. It was like, yep. All right, girl, let's go. Like at that point, it was like signed and sealed. It was already developed, but it was just like definitely signed and sealed once we got our bags. All right. Okay. And that's what it's about. Like, bro, I can't tell you how many times, how many females I've spoken to, and it's just like, like, what? Yeah. What are we even, Mm -hmm. what are we doing? So, like, Mm-hmm. they're yes. gonna think i'm trying to gas y'all up i think that's what they're gonna be like okay girl because you really doing a lot like you really right. doing a lot. but it's like y'all when y'all get around people that are like so positive and like so just just a ray of sun- sunshine you're just like whoa like what who have i been dealing with for my entire life like it's lit for me right now i'm just i i can live off of this positivity <laughs> for like a week at this point mm. the rest of the year take me to january mm. because it's it's amazing so yeah 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 they're awesome <laughs> yeah i i remember like and i can, i i became that positive or st- noticed that I needed to become a positive person once I started meeting certain people mm-hmm. like there are literally people that I can name that I'm like sh- I realized how good a person it was. I, I literally remember my sister it was a, one of my sisters her name is uh Brianna Biegas you met Biegas uh, yeah <laughs> um and she did when I met her she's just like a I ain't never met nobody. I'm, I was like, who are your parents? Like, how did they who birth you? Who raised you? Like, they literally, they just came down from the heavens. Because it was just like, how are you so nice? And why are you so nice? And it's like, I just felt like, 
okay, I have to be like that. Like, mm-hmm. I have to be like that, you know? So once you just start putting yourself in certain environments, you just learn, like, you can't be angry. Because like I said, I had a very traumatic mm-hmm. childhood. And I had to, at some point, just realize, like, I'm not, I am a product of that childhood, mm-hmm. but I don't have to, like, carry that with me, like, or my whole life would be like my childhood. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I just can't carry that, so I have to be more positive. I'm, I'm not, I don't want nothing to do with that, <laughs> like, childhood, so. You grew through it. Yeah, like, so I just, you just have to, yeah, be ready, though, because it's not easy to change. You need to be in this fly. Mm. <laughs> it comes with a lot. <laughs> Listen, a lot of hard, a lot of patience. Yes, you yes, know? God. Yes, patience is God. the biggest virtue. Yes, it is. And I ain't got it sometimes, but I, yeah, when I'm trying to get something done, I ain't got it. But other than that, <laughs> you know, I'm very calm. <laughs> well, thank you, Terry, mm. so much for being here. You're very welcome. I really appreciate it. Anything for Kiera. Anything for Selena's. <laughs> Selena's is bus. <laughs> well, all right, y'all. I'm going to go. <laughs> bye. See y'all in the next one. Bye. You're not going to say bye. Oh, bye. <laughs> <laughs>